Welcome to the SLP Happy Hour Podcast. We are in the second month of season three, year three of podcasting. Hooray! We are a podcast that discusses burnout, mental health, and happiness from the perspective of two full-time SLPs. I'm Sarah, and since we're sharing things we love today, I freaking love this podcast. I'm so excited we've been doing it for a little over three years, and I am an SLP of 12 years, and we wanted to share a totally random fact before we start the show today, which is to answer the question, if you went to a frozen yogurt bar, what would you get? So if you found me, I'd get vanilla with all the chocolate candy on top. My husband always gets chocolate as a base, ick, with uh, fruit and granola, and it makes me feel like he's really healthy and get mad at him. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Sari, and I also love this podcast. My favorite part has always been recording day because we have so much fun getting together, being goofballs, and talking about some hot topics in our field. So I've been an SLP for just three years in the schools, and I did have one summer where I did home health during my CF year. And since Froyo is pretty fun, I'm going to share too. If you stumbled on me at a Froyo bar, I'd be having vanilla as well. It's a solid base. And probably some type of, if they have a cookie dough option, that will definitely be in there. Uh, and possibly hot chocolate sauce on top. Mm. And this podcast is not about frozen yogurt, actually. That was just for fun. <laughs> but it is about happiness, SLP burnout, and caring for ourselves in our work worlds and in life in general. So, Sari, what's up for this episode today? On this episode, it's 10 things we love. Besides this podcast and apparently Froyo. Plus two home things we've each tried to make our home lives happier. So let's get this show on the road. First up, what's up, what's down? In this segment, we share something that is adding to our happiness and something detracting from our happiness. We switch off who does which one, and Sarah, you are up first with what's down this time. Okay, so something detracting from my happiness is... Dun, dun, dun. my clothes chair which is like you know things that you've only worn for a little while and they're not ready to go in the hamper but like you're not sure if you should hang them up again <laughs> so like do you have a clothes chair Sari? I, I have pile? a laundry basket <laughs> <laughs> you throw in the laundry basket so and then if you don't know what the clothes chair is there's a meme online that's really hilarious and it's like a girl a girl at a fashion show it's a photo from an actual fashion show and she's wearing like 20 layers of clothes and it says me when I uh, wear everything that's sitting on my clothes chair. <laughs> um, so the clothes chair is a source of stress. It is like the purgatory of clothing. I don't know where it should go, and it just like piles up and annoys me and my sweet husband. <laughs> that reminds me of the episode of Friends where Joey puts on all of Ross's clothes, and he comes in and he says, Hi, I'm Chandler. Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> Um, clothes chair. You know what? One solution could be having a clothing swap party and I could bring clothes from my laundry basket and you could bring <laughs> clothes from your clothes chair and we could see if we wanted to swap any clothes. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, we are going to swap our sneaky clothes with each other <laughs> and our friendship has reached a new level of intimacy. <laughs> They're clean. The laundry basket's clean. Uh, I think the clothes chair, it's like they're nominally clean. So it's like maybe I had a workout and I didn't sweat or like I went out for dinner with friends and it wasn't what I wore during the day, right? So it's like not dirty enough to wash again, but not clean enough for the closet. Um, so if you're listening and you have tips for my clothes chair, uh, 
contact us, slphappyhour.com slash contact. I really, truly want to know what to do about my clothes chair. <laughs> so bring us up, Sari. What, what's adding to your happiness lately? Okay, well, I recently got a diffuser for my speech room, and that has been an amazing purchase. Okay, I'm going to stop you. What is a diffuser? Okay, a diffuser is uh, it, you just put a little bit of water in it, and it turns it into steam, and you uh, you put essential oils into the water and it will fill up your room with this amazing aroma and different essential oils do have a different effect on you and I'm not pitching those because some people aren't a big fan but I if nothing else I love the smell it changes the whole atmosphere in my speech room and I think it makes the kids feel calmer and it makes it more of a pleasant place to walk into and it just makes me ha- happier in general. My favorites are my peppermint yeah. and I have one called Stress Less and it's like a concoction of probably lavender. Lavender. Um, and there's a few other ones in there, but it, it, I wish I would have looked at what all is in there before I shared it, but Stress Less is one of my favorites. It's so good. (laughs) And I actually, this is a fun fact. So I travel for work, so I'll go to rural school districts and do like IEP meetings and um, evaluations. And I have started bringing an essential oil diffuser. So I don't always use them, but for like hotel rooms that like smell strongly of cleaner and you can't always like open the Mm. windows and air it out. um, Yeah. That's and my my favorites are let's see, there's like a Christmassy one that's like orange and pine that mm. I like year round, and then um, I also have one that's like a stress less that's mostly lavender, and then I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I really like grapefruit because oh. it's like really fresh and energizing. But I honestly hardly ever use them at home. It's when I go to hotel rooms, I will have my essential oils out. So that's adding to my happiness as well. I love it. And while we're on this good note, we wanted to share a little SLP wisdom with you, advice we've heard lately that's bringing us more happiness at work and at home. And up this episode, an argument from Sarah against work-life balance. Okay. So there's an idea out there that work-life balance is attainable and that if you have balance between work and life, you can truly be happy and there will be rainbows and butterflies wherever you go and your farts won't smell. But the thing is, there is no balance. So there are times when I'm working a lot and times when I'm not. There are times when I'm getting my personal to-do list crossed off and times when I'm not. So as an example, last year I hired my first SLP employee at my clinic for just a day a week. And for the first maybe two, three, maybe even four months leading up to that, and then the first month of her working there, it was so much work. And I really thought, like, is this worth it? What am I doing? And I was completely overloaded. And during that time, I was also doing a lot of paperwork for adoption. So we are adopting a child, likely, you know, spring or summer 2020. So I just had very little bandwidth. So did I balance all the things? Did I have work-life balance? No. But if I worked late one day, for example, I would try to use my lunch to do some adoption paperwork. Um, Or if I worked late, I would just set a timer for 30 minutes before bed and do something for the adoption. So I'm not perfect. Uh, This was a time of a lot of hustle, even though I don't like to, you know, put out this idea of hustle, but it's what I needed to do. And I didn't balance. I did what I could. And you know what? It was a go, go, go period. 
and then things slowed down. So hiring someone meant in the short term I had more work to do, and in the long term I had more financial stability for the clinic and could see a few fewer clients and spend more time on clinic management tasks like phone calls and scheduling and insurance billing that I was doing nights and weekends. But so there wasn't any balance during that time. There were probably, I don't know, three, four, five months of tons and tons of work and then a few months of slowing down. So it's the classic, you know, you go to the airport and it's rush, rush, rush to the security line and then rush, rush, rush to the gate. And then you're just waiting and doing nothing. So you're in a long security line doing nothing. You're sitting at the gate doing nothing. You're sitting on the plane. You're doing nothing. The plane is still not taking off. So that's what life is like. So there's really busy parts where the work is in a, you know, in a narrow band width of time. And then there's some slowdown parts. So there's effort and then there's release. There are seasons. So there are seasons of our lives, and this example just highlights some SLP wisdom, which is that balance is impossible. And believing that there is balance is just detracting from your happiness. And it's probably unrealistic. It's probably just making you feel guilty. So please, please, please stop expecting yourself to have work-life balance. The idea here is that you're just gonna do what you need to do. You're gonna try to give work some energy and home some energy and realize that it's not as clean cut as having work-life balance and making them equal. That can't happen. Life is a messy goo-filled vat of slime and we're all doing what we can. Um, And it's just, it's more seasonal than anything else or there are periods of lots of work and then some release. And at least that's my experience. And that you have to prioritize, you have to choose, you have to let things go. You can't do it all. You can't balance it all. And there are hustle periods and then periods of relaxation and moving inward and slowing down. And I don't, I know that I don't have balance between work and life and I have to choose. I have to make a choice. I have to let things go. I have to leave things undone and I have to choose every darn day. And sometimes I make choices that I regret. And as I always say, I'm a work in progress. Right. Um, I agree with you. I, I think when I hear the phrase work and home life balance, I always kind of use it as like more of an idea, more of a reminder, not something actually tangible and attainable. It's more of a reminder for me that I can't give too much of myself to work, which is something I tend to do. Um, and I think we both tend to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. So having a work-life balance to me means that I should leave work on time not bring work home to do in the evenings or on weekends, not check my work email during time off, not share my personal phone number with uh, the parents of the students I serve, or even uh, some of the staff members if I know that they'll be calling me during off times with work-related questions. Do I think there's really such a thing as a perfect balance? Not really. I don't think that's true for anything to ever get a perfect balance. That's just the nature of life. To me, reflecting on my work and home life balance means monitoring how I prioritize my time between the two, and it also means figuring out where I'm at between the two and accepting it, like it is what it is, and if if there is something, like if I am pushing more towards the work, trying to figure out how I can bring myself into a better place, more more towards the home. Mm -hmm. So for you, it's like, you know, you have one bucket of water and then there's two empty buckets. One is work and one is home. And you're just kind of monitoring, like, is one of these buckets getting all the water? Mm -hmm. Is one of these buckets not getting water? And so for you, it's really uh, um, ongoing monitoring, right? Yep, absolutely. 
I don't think you'll ever have equal amounts of water in both baths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me neither. And you know what? My work, I, I err on the side of too much water in my work bucket. Um, so that's something I'm working on. How about you? Yep, same. Okay, same, same. That's why we're podcasters and friends. Okay, <laughs> so that's your SLP wisdom for today. As you go about your week, ask yourself if you believe in work-life balance. Maybe even visualize those buckets and ask yourself which bucket needs more attention. But also let go of the pressure to make things feel balanced. Know that you're going to have to make some tough choices and let a lot of ish go. So for example, um, one thing I'm doing at work right now is I'm writing out a process for onboarding new clients. So when they come to the clinic, what is my exact process so that things go smoothly? Um, One thing I'm working on at home is continuing to spend time on the adoption paperwork piece so I can regularly chip away at it. Um, and I'm trying to just choose one thing in my work bucket that's my main focus and one thing in my home bucket that's my main focus. But honestly, choosing just one thing is really hard. I agree. This this year, my one focus for improving my work and home life balance is leaving work on time. And I have to say, I have been doing much better. Yes, I still stay 30 minutes to an hour late from time to time. But last year, I ate dinner at work more often than I'd like to admit, and that has stopped. Yay! I have not had dinner at work yet this year. Um, The only times I've stayed late was for like a PTO meeting that was really late in the evening. And one other evening where I confess I did stay to finish up some paperwork, but there's only been the one guilty time so far. So I think this is a great self-care challenge for all of you. Consider what you are prioritizing. Which bucket are you feeling more? Is it the work bucket or the home bucket this week? And take some time to focus um, on if you're okay with that and if you'd like to fill one bucket with more water. Um, And the next time you think that work and life should be balanced, take a few deep breaths and let that idea go. (laughs) Especially if you think that for you, it's probably more harmful setting up that expectation that you should be balancing them and attaining that perfect balance, it might be more harmful for you than helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if work-life balance is a helpful concept for you, use it. But if it brings on some guilt or bad feelings, just let it go. Mm -hmm. And although neither one of us have work-life balance. I don't. Do you? No. Have you figured? Okay. (laughs) And we don't pretend to. Uh, We did want to share that there are some things that we have found helpful both at work and at home. And so that's the topic of today, which is some things we love at work and some things we love at home. There are things that have helped us in both settings have more time, do less, and have more fun. So let's get to it. And of course, in case you're listening while driving or doing something else, I listen to podcasts while I clean my house and I can't make notes, uh, we will have the complete list in our show notes on our website. So the first thing that is making my home life happier is something that actually, Sari, you got me into, which is I went to your house and saw, because you have a cat, Mm -hmm. I have cats as well, um, that you had a robot vacuum to like clean up all the cat hair. So like you press the button and that goes and then it like goes around your house, right? Mm -hmm. Automatically. And you knew that I was spending so much time each weekend vacuuming. Uh, and vacuuming up a lot of just junk. So I have an iRobot brand vacuum, and I'll link to it. And it's really allowed me to spend less time. I still, you know, bring out the big vacuum, but it saved me so much time on the weekends to just have this darn robot vacuum that I wish I would have gotten it earlier. 
Yes, we named ours Rosie after the robot on the Jetsons. We (laughs) love her. And uh, that has been a huge time saver. She goes under all our furniture and it's amazing how much dust and cat hair she gets every single time. She's amazing. Yeah. Do you have to like move around your furniture so that it doesn't like get stuck? Nope. It it just happened to work out that all of our furniture is high enough that Rosie can go right under them. Mm -hmm. And so that's been awesome. And mine is a a Roomba, an iRobot. And it's on an app too. So we can turn it on Mm -hmm. when we're at work Mm -hmm. and it will clean the house and we'll go home and it will be all shiny and and neat. And ours is called the Cat Terror because it terrifies our cats (laughs) so all right a second thing that's making me happier is I have been really switching up my workouts from like yoga and weightlifting to going on walks and realizing that even though it's cold outside I really need the sunshine and the fresh air for just like you know exercise benefits mental health benefits so I have some Merrill barefoot shoes and they aren't the ones with like the toes on them they're just super lightweight shoe with a really light sole they aren't cheap, but they're great for walking and hiking. And I, every probably two years, I buy a new pair of the same exact shoes because I've worn out the soles. So they're something that I love. Mine are called the Mix Master 3. I'll link them in the show notes. But they have just allowed me to go on walks, feel good, get exercise. And yeah, that's my number two favorite. Um, I... Haven't bought. I bought a pair of Merrells a couple years ago, and they are my favorite hiking shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've lasted a really long time, and they're super comfortable. So I, I second the Merrell purchase. I like that you can move your toes. Like I can literally wiggle my toes in these shoes, so that's why I like them. But I will say because they have thin soles, they do wear out. So um, those are big purchases. So here's a smaller one that I really enjoy, which is locally roasted coffee. I I do live in a small town, but it's a tourist town, so there's a lot of like tourist money. And we have several awesome coffee shops that cater to locals and tourists. So I really do like uh, the local coffee shops here. And then I use an AeroPress to uh, brew my coffee, if you don't know what that is, I'll link to it. But it's basically like a cylinder that you press the coffee out. So it technically gives you a shot of espresso. So technically what I'm drinking in the morning is an Americano because it'll give me like a shot and then I add water. Um, But that's just like my favorite thing to do in the morning is make, I typically just drink one cup because I get too like jolty and shaky after two. But um, I'll make that and then I'll like journal or if I don't feel like journaling, I'll like watch a video on business or listen to a business podcast and just chill out. So those are my three things, my vacuum, my shoes, and my local coffee and my AeroPress that Mm -hmm. give me lots of joy at home. So recent purchases that have made my home life easier. I, I just thought of these as you were talking Uh, The first one, actually both of them were things my husband bought for the last Prime Day on Amazon. And the first one is a blender. Uh, We had like, we used to have like this handheld um, mixer. Immersion blender. Um, Right? Yes. Okay. And we used to have this handheld mixer that we would use to make smoothies. Um, But it it was really rough on that mixer to like have to break ice. And so that kind of stopped working efficiently. Mm -hmm. So we got one of those ultimate, like, big blenders, um, and it's the smoothies are so smooth and so good. We do we do make a lot of smoothies in my house, so that has made home life easier. Do you make smoothies? Yeah, so for my wedding, 
gift from our friend Ken. Thank you, Ken. We got a Vitamix and they are amazing. We can use them for so many things. So yes, I love mine. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say it, but that is the same kind that we got. And, and I, it is amazing. You can like basically make ice cream or if like you have things that are super frozen and really need to get blended up, you can do that. Um, you can even like make nut butter in it. They're super strong and good. And I think before I got the Vitamix, I went through like five blenders in five years because I work mine really hard and um yeah we work ours hard we even put whole apples in it to like make and can applesauce and it's still just like going strong what seven ish years later so awesome and then the second purchase was kind of a splurge but uh my husband bought me a set of airpods which are the wireless um, headphones oh my gosh all the cool kids have those they're like white dots you put in your ears yep so Uh now I'm a cool kid and I was not before, actually. Now I'm still just a pretend cool kid. But uh, when I was exercising on, on our equipment at home, on our treadmill or our um, elliptical, I would, you know, maybe set up my iPad with like Netflix and plug in the headphones. And I, those of you who have done this have probably had this experience where you like just happen to get a little too far away from the iPad and your head will, or you'll turn your head and you like jerk that iPad right off of the, of the stand in front of you. It lands on the treadmill and then it rolls down the bottom and then you freak out thinking you've wrecked it. Um, so my husband, uh, was, um, preventing any more accidents from happening with this purchase and I feel really fancy and I use it in my car as well when I'm, when I'm driving. And on to a couple things making work happier and easier. Uh, I would have to mention Google Drive. I love, you know, Sarah, you're really good at spreadsheets. I don't really know how to use spreadsheets, but I still use the spreadsheets on Google Drive to like organize things, but they're not actual spreadsheets. They're just like month by month, but things are kind of clean and I can see like data or logs and lists and columns. Um, and then I would also say I'm loving YouTube read aloud. Sometimes I really want to work on like a comprehension unit for a book, but I don't have the book. So I get that it's better if I can read it and pause it and ask questions. Uh, but I do love that I can just like find somebody reading it aloud on YouTube, pause it as needed, ask WH questions and not buy a bazillion books. Um, so for my work, uh, thing that's making my work life easier or just happier is I really do enjoy cute office supplies and I have all of my therapy logs are in the cutest binders available. I like little prints on my binders and I, I like canvas binders. I know that's kind of, I I don't, I I don't see a lot of canvas binders anymore. I feel like that was something I grew up with in the nineties, but I love my canvas binders And anytime I need to log my therapy session in them, it just makes me happy seeing that pretty print on the cover. And we will link up to some cute binders that you can get online. (laughs) And then also, you know, just little things like colored paper clips or um, cute little sticky notes when you put them on the like sign here line, having cute little arrows (laughs) that are pointing to the signature line. It's the little things that bring me happiness. And I do like those cute stuff on my in my office. And the second thing is something that I have been collecting over time. I know there are kits that you can buy online for these things. And I I see a lot of uh, social media posts from other SLPs who do this as well. 
but tiny toys, having tiny toys and tiny objects. I use them for lots of different things in my therapy room and they're really fun for me and they're really fun for the kids. I don't know why having something small and tiny is like makes so much bigger fun, but it really does. And I, I did start um, sorting tiny toys by the sounds and the words. So I have some Arctic um, kits that I've started. They're not all done for all the sounds, but it's an ongoing process. And then I have a set that I use for like categorizing. Let's let's find all the things that are animals. Let's find all the things that are dishes. Let's find all the things that are toys or instruments. And it's they're handy. You can use them for so many things, and they're adorable. Mm. See, this is where you and I differ because I hate having like junk. Not junk. It's not junk. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, I'm such a... Okay. Um, I hate having clutter in my speech room. And, like, I often will, like, take half the stuff out and, like, put it in boxes and, like, put it in my garage, right? So, for me, like, having a lot of tiny toys stresses me out. Oh, I see I see what you're saying. And I do have a strict organization system. For okay. Them. They're each in little cases for the sounds. Ooh. And then the ones I use for categories are in a larger box. But that... Um, that's how I keep them. They're, they're not. I think loose. I could. Yeah, I think I could be down with that. I just imagine this like drawer of random toys, like making me feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to organize <laughs> this. Um, but that sounds wonderful. So next up, we have a bonus, which is just something that we don't have that we might get to make our home or work lives easier. And mine is a binding machine. So especially, I think Rebecca from Adventures in Speech Pathology, and we interviewed her. Yeah, she'll make little, like, if she has, like, a stopping unit or something, she'll print out the whole unit and then put it in a binder and go through it page by page with her kids. And it just seems, like, so organized. And, like, you just grab the binder. Because I have all these teachers paid teachers materials, but then like I'll use them and they'll get in a folder and then I don't know where they are and then I'll print them out again. So I do like the idea of having like my most used TPT like units in not a binder, like a, what is it so uh, for is the it, binding machine? The, the spirally, what is that? Um, so what like I'm picturing, notebook. I want to make sure I'm on the same page. Like you have your laminated pages yeah. and you stick them in, yeah. you you pull down a handle and it hole punches and yeah. it sticks like a like a plastic binding yeah. on the spine That's uh, it. to make a book. I, I don't know that. what, maybe it's called the spine of it, the binding. Hold on. Peace, I can picture what you're talking about. I'm looking at real-time Googling. It is called a binding machine. See, and you like... And the black piece that you put on the binding, is that just called the binding? Probably. Bind- Comb. Oh, okay. Thank you, Google. So it's a tool that will hole punch your laminated sheets and insert that plastic comb binding on it. So you ha- you end up with this really neat, professional-looking book, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to what I often will do, where I just kind of hole punch one corner and then stick in a key ring, and yeah. sometimes it's loose and then it tears because mm-hmm. that's kind of rough on it. I think this is more durable. Yeah. So if you've used one, um, reach out to us and let me know if you know, do you actually use it? Is it worth it to have one at home? Um, so what's your purchase that you're considering, Sari? Well, this is one of those things that, that you know how social media kind of like 
predicts things that you would buy and I have no idea how. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it knows how long you spend, like how long you spend on like the Instagram story ads. Like the one I see is for like a hair straightener that curls your oh. hair and then I'm getting a lot of ads for that right now. Yep. So mine is a posture corrector and it's this little device that you put on your back like between your shoulder blades and, and it's small it's like probably 3 inches long and like a rectangle yes, right yes and uh, it sticks there and it connects to your phone and it will alert you when you are slouching <laughs> and, and i definitely catch myself slouching during the workday and it's tough like you guys know when you're working at a low therapy table you're yes. bending overload or on get, the floor get down face to face yep sure with the kids and I see that and I am always every single time it pops up I'm like I need that thing it will save my life <laughs> but I haven't done it yet so if you guys have got a posture corrector let me know what you think and that's our show this time around with kind of our favorite things and some things we might be purchasing soon we hope that this was just a really fun show for you and if you have anything that makes your life easier let us know and if you're wanting to see the list of what we've mentioned, the complete list, you can go to slphappyhour.com slash show dash notes, or just go to our homepage and click on show notes. And we hope you got some ideas from this episode. Did you like this show? Correction. Did you love this show? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can help us spread the love. How? By giving the SLP Happy Hour podcast an honest rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Ratings is how many stars you give us in your podcast player. Reviews and the narrative, what you write to describe the show. Writing those reviews helps listeners know what to expect from this podcast and see if it's something that they might like too. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. iTunes reviews are especially helpful. If you want to connect with us, you can visit our website, slphappyhour.com, or find us on Instagram as slphappyhour. We hope you enjoyed the show and that this was a little slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We've enjoyed recording it. Thank you for listening. Until next time. not bring work home to do in the evenings or on weekends, not check my work email during time off, not share my, not share my personal phone number with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, don't you call me on my cell phone. Shoot, why did I give your my Your number's cell phone blocked. Number. <laughs> your number's blocked, Mom. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> Self-care tip of the day is to block your mother's phone number from your cell phone. To increase your happiness. We love our mothers. True confessions. We love our mothers. Uh, yes, we do. Also, we're slightly afraid of them. <laughs> so please don't be mad at us. And my mom listens to this podcast. My so mom too. I didn't really block your number, mom. 